0: Watch film, but I'd be honest. I mean, when I first started watching film, I was just watching the game. 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 Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at Stevie the NFL on Twitter, and of course, follow the group at UK Packers. And it's the aftermath of the Super Bowl. Look, I recorded a lot of this podcast. Not the one you're listening to because I scrapped it. I recorded a lot uh, midweek. Sat down well actually I came up into the podcast studio with all intentions to revamp the intro sat there for hours doing it and uh came up short and it sounded kind of okay but uh, trying to get stuff lined up and hopefully I'll do it again finish it um and revamp it and make it sexy in the off season. um and this is kind of after the season has ended after my obligations with other stuff like Irish Radio and all that has ended and I'm gonna revamp up the podcast like I said I was gonna do with some really interesting stuff this is the this is the last podcast episode this is the one that comes in between Um, where I'm knackered after you know doing all the other stuff I get a bit of a break and then we're back into it so we took a week off and anyway yeah so I recorded a ton of this and then just <laughs> closed the laptop and then just you know left left the podcast studio uh i just can't bring myself to finish it so i'm gonna try again is what i'm saying i don't know if <laughs> 10 minutes into this i'm gonna scrap this one as well hopefully not that i have the motivation to keep going but anyway how is all how he's getting on look the super bowl party has come and gone uh <laughs> it was eventful as usual jesus christ i mean some of the people there are just nuts absolutely bonkers brilliant fantastic to meet everybody there the it was eventful from start to finish so i'd said that i was going to do a vlog i recorded it um a couple of nights before and then the lead up to it and i was going to add in some of that audio here uh but it's going to be so out of place because guess what i didn't finish it i just i just didn't do it couldn't do it because as usual i left late for the airport kind of um blazed up the road I have a video, some vlog material of me, like, rushing through the airport, going, oh, it's happened again. <laughs> trying to get to the plane. So I get on the plane. It's late. Um, I had a manic day trying to print off some flyer stuff and, you know, organize stuff for the party or whatever. So I think what I'm going to need is, I'm going to need somebody to record me. Obviously, it's a fan group. Um, You know, I have a, a day job. I can't afford to pay someone to do it. So I'm going to have to get a relative or, or Joan or somebody... Uh, to come with me next time and just you know filling me going over and filling the whole events because when we're organizing it it's really difficult to do so I had footage of me running across the airport and after that I was like oh screw this and then the Jerry Kramer news was coming out so I said screw the vlog I'm gonna you know keep refreshing my phone looking for info Um, and we broke the news fairly early about what happened with uh, Jerry Kramer which was just unbelievable for him we met Jerry over in Green Bay fantastic guy um, just charismatic he talks you listen um, I made him laugh which is you know one of the top 10 moments of my life making Jerry Kramer laugh I, was, I wore one of his Super Bowl rings and just what a relief that he's got in I know for a lot of people it kind of you know scull, scuppered or whatever word you want to use just made an arse of the Hall of Fame that he wasn't in he'd made all of the decade teams and all of this kind of stuff And we heard that the rationale was enough of that Packers team had got in already. And that's why they were reluctant to put him in, which is a bit mental because as far as I'm concerned, achievements are achievements and it's not Jerry's fault that his team and era were stacked with talent and that he wouldn't get in. And it's brilliant that in the position that he was in as a guard on the O-line, that he was able to get in as well and that he was so prolific Now, I raised on a prior podcast, and this isn't what this podcast is about, but it definitely deserves an an honorable mention. I'd sort of said, you know, was it a marketing tool or or some sort of PR job where we all think Jerry was better than he actually was because of, you know, his books at the time. They definitely read his book, right? Um, With all of his quotes, and he kind of kept the flame of Vince Lombardi alive and knew his words in his quotes and his speeches verbatim. And I often wondered as well, like, why was that? And it's because he was writing the book at the time and he recorded an awful lot of it. Um, and also he wrote it down straight away after Vince had said it. So you know that's verbatim. But when I went back and looked at Jerry's career and and legacy, it was quite clear that that was not the case and that this man deserved to be in the Hall of Fame and he's made it this time. Um, incredible age, uh, with the age he is. I mean, an awful lot of his peers have huge health problems. Even Jerry back at the day you know, got a ton of his intestines taken out because he stepped on a plank, splinters went up into him and he only the only sort of caught that ailment after it flared up when he was playing pro ball and the guy nearly died. So he nearly died as a strong, strapping young man and he's lived an unbelievable, incredible life and now he'll get to be honoured to go into the Hall of Fame and long may he be around to keep spreading the, the good word of the Vince Lombardi teams. But anyway, so I was refreshing the feed trying to get the news of jerry and i was just like ah screw it so this is what i mean by eventful right and this year we did something really ambitious in the sense that in prior years we'd hook up with gridiron magazine or you know always with the kansas city chiefs and we'd organize something and what we do is is we would all just get our own hotels and literally just do the venue and then the price to get in for the venue was always on the other person's so Gridiron would, would charge in so it was their event and we'd sort of help them out with it and we'd say yeah we're going to go along to your event we'd buy our tickets they buy everyone would buy and buy the tickets so what we wanted to do was is to host our own event and that made us go to the Ramada Hotel in Birmingham um, you know we'd found out that the facilities there were great what attracted us as a group was it was kind of a one stop shop you'd have your room there there was a field at the back to play flag uh, sauna and gym facilities we could have the late bar, a private function room. All of that floated our boat. Um, so it was very ambitious from the beginning. Because that's all we're trying to do as a fan group. And I have some exciting news uh, about the 1919 shop that is now open for business. It's a unique structure. And I'm going to explain that a little bit later. And But everything that we do, and this is what's important, right? So as a fan and as a listener, especially in the UK, you're probably listening and some stuff might seem odd that we do, um, but we do it in a way because that's how a fan group is structured. For instance, our tour. So last year, our tour was more expensive to go to Lambo because of the price of the uh, GBP versus USD. Um, the price of the currency uh, sort of banged us in a in a big spot because of the whole Brexit thing. On top of that, it was a season opener. On top of that, it was a Seahawks game. And we do always put out the tour to tender. So we go to different uh, operators and ask them, can they give us a better price? And we went again with sports travel tours. We're not always going to go with sports travel tours. And we're in advanced talks this year with a number of different people. But we're hogtied as well in that regard because our number one goal always is to get the cheapest price for people. And where it might not seem like the cheapest price... Is because they're offering a package, so they put other stuff in. So, yes, you can go out and get the trip probably cheaper if you were to go on your own. But that's exactly the point you're going on your own. Uh, we had USA-based tour operators, and people say, "Why don't you go with them?" We'd love to do that, but that involve they cannot book our flights, so you'd have to book your own. And it's very difficult to organize a group trip where you have to tell everybody book your own flights, and we'll see you over there. It's very hard to coordinate um and get numbers together. So we like to have that one stop shop. But anyway, so it's the same with the with the 1919 and it's the same with this um Super Bowl party. We needed a place where you know we could take names and cash for tickets and food and all of that to ensure that we have the numbers to book a venue. Because you can't go to a place and go, how many do you have? Oh we'll we've thousand Instagram followers are gonna bang it out on there and see who shows up. Like no hotel will will take you with that type of lark right. So anyway, we, we organized this with the Ramada. We had the rooms and the food for 60 quid. Now, it was a loss-making venture, and we had to make that money back, which we did on the night by having a raffle for a Brett Favre helmet, which is a massive prize. And we gave away a ton of sign picks, uh, T-shirts, banners, pennants, um, loads of stuff on the night. So, you know, you had a massive chance of winning, and a ton of people won a ton of prizes. So, you know, everyone was kind of a winner on the night. It was great. And that's why we had to organise it like that. But Jesus, uh, I had to... So I had to leave it late for a ton of different reasons to get over there. So I had to book my flights late. So when I did, I was looking for a room. So I said to the hotel, I was like, look, can you give me a room? Um, And I had to pay... Obviously, we have to pay the same as everybody else. We don't get... Because that's, you know, you get this whole thing about when you organise a trip, some people think that you just get freebies, you just get lobbed stuff. You way don't, right? Especially with this situation, we totally didn't get anything for free. I mean, we had to pay for the AV equipment. We had to pay 300 quid for the bar extension, pounds. And we had to pay for our own hotel rooms, all the rest. We had to pay the same as everybody else. We don't do this to get stuff for free, basically. And, you know, I don't know what it is. Like, maybe if we were like a corporate firm or whatever, maybe they would say, oh, you know, 10 rooms, get one free. But because we're just a fan club or whatever, we don't. And I guess if you're having a wedding in the place, I don't know how it works. I've, I'm not married. Um, but maybe that's the case. Maybe they give the... I, but I doubt it. You have to pay for the honeymoon suite, right? So I don't know. Anyway. So I contacted them for a room and I showed up late on the Saturday night. Because I wanted to be there. Because I had all my laptop gear and vlogging gear and audio gear and all of that to bring down, set up in the room get playlists going, make sure that all of the screens were working and all the mundane, boring crap. So I arrived on Saturday and I had organized, not through the booking website, but via email with the woman who was organizing all the rest of the details. I said, yeah, uh, book me a room, put me down, I'll pay when I get there. Um, And she was like, yeah, fine. So I arrived and the receptionist just hated me on site. Just, I, I rocked up, it was like half 11 at night and... I rocked up and I said, hey, I've got a room. She looked for the room name. It wasn't there. I gave Ryan's name because he because w- uh, we booked into a twin room. She couldn't find that there. It was for the next night. She's like, I don't have a room for you. Now, they give me the whole thing of like, if you're going to book it, tell us now. Um, and you can still pay at reception, but we need to book in the room because we're almost full. So I was like, all right, kind of freaking out. So here I arrive, half 11, Birmingham. I'm on hotels.com. I'm trying to find cheaper hotels. Can't get them. So I'm thinking this is my last chance. Uh, so she's giving me loads of lip as if it's my fault uh, that your one didn't book me into the room or whatever. Um, so eventually I get a room and holy Lord, Lamb of Jesus, I go into this room and someone, someone definitely got murdered in this room. They had an animal. They had an animal, I guess, because there was like a, what looked like a, a paw print on one of the beds. So there was twin rooms. And I don't know I'm painting a bad picture here, but all is good that ends well, right? I go into this room. I can only imagine this is the room. Well, I had to walk 400. There was seven doors, right? I took a video because I was going to do like a time-lapse for the vlog. It was so long, uh, which I didn't do the vlog. And it took about two minutes to walk from reception, like hot tailing it down this alleyway, right? So I was going down and eventually found a room. Went in. The room... Uh, it It must be a pet-only room or something. So I went in... There was cobwebs everywhere. There was marks all over the walls. Um, You know, the, the bathroom had a... I don't know whether I had to pay more because it had a sort of pre-prepared piss stain on the, on the jacks that was, you know, accumulated over a number of years. It actually impressed me. It was so bad, it actually impressed me that the stain was there. Um, You know, I stepped on the lino, which I didn't know they did anymore. And there was this sort of crunching noise. And I could only imagine that whoever got murdered in the room was then buried under the lino. Um, the beds I opened up one of them and it looked like a little paw print on the bed and I was thinking uh, cute I guess and then I went to the other one and there was like a little tiny stain on that so I had to pick which stain I decided that I would you know want to sleep with and I picked the non-animal related from what I can gather there was like you know someone went around what what looked like a tommy gun and maybe just peppered the room with that uh, quite accurately around where maybe the border should be cobwebs as I said the ba- I, I wanted a shower and I was like i just jump in have a shower maybe I'm just tired and this room looks worse um in the dark and I was gonna get in and have a shower but the plug hole was really black it looked like a vortex I thought it was a black hole I thought maybe I was in CERN uh you know where they collided um, stuff you know I thought it was there and that maybe I was gonna get sucked into some sort of alternate universe where I'd be a Bears fan so I was like uh not gonna have a shower I would probably feel dirtier getting out of the shower than getting in so I was thinking, okay, Oh, on top of that, right, the TV was like on this old nun-style cabinet, which was basically floor level, and it was a tiny TV, right? Not that I'm going to be going in watching some cool shows, but when I lay on the bed and tried to see the TV, my foot was in the way. So I was kind of thinking, what type of setup? I mean, how expensive are wall brackets? The most dated room ever. The hairdryer looked like it was the... um first hairdryer ever invented so that impressed me also but i was kind of thinking someone definitely died in this room the door looked like it had been kind of kicked in um and when they did kick it in they decided to deteriorate with mold but it just it was a shocking shocking room and it freaked me out because i was thinking you know we haven't physically seen the room we've we've booked this place with the best intentions and dear jesus christ is this what we're going to walk into it was late in the game i said i'll get up in the morning go down and Try get a hold of Basil Faulty, right? Ugh. So had a sleep, um, which was actually okay, and then went down in the morning and got breakfast, which was fine, and then I went to the reception and said to the girl, like, look, we can't have people coming in with this arc." She said, look, it's just that we're really packed, and it sounded like they were just kind of using the, you know, the last rooms that they had, um, somewhere, which is kind of anyway, the less said about that, the better. So she said she'd go in and personally check everybody's rooms. So I said, look, I'm not staying in that other Vortex-related room uh, where someone gets murdered because I'm going to get sucked into it or, or die. Um, and she said, that's fine. So she kind of moved everybody around that was in the party, hopefully. So hopefully everybody got a good room and hopefully no one got murdered um, in their rooms. But it's, look, we had the best intentions and it was kind of an eye-opener in the sense that I don't know how we organise it in the future, whether we go in and we ask to inspect every room, which seems like massive overkill, right? You'd expect a chain hotel to have it. Now, don't get me wrong, right? The the second room was fantastic. The function room that we had, the the actual event in was unbelievable. The screen was huge. The sound system was amazing. The mics were wireless mics. We could roam the room. We had an unbelievable time. People seemed to really enjoy the food. The flag game that we had outside on the field like look it's a field right There's the pock marks and stuff in it but again it wasn't specifically designed as a gridiron field so we usually play in Regent's park in london so we could take or leave that to be honest just as long as no one got injured by falling into a pothole that's fine which we didn't so that was grand and everyone had a good time so it all ended well but it did freak me out when i went there on a saturday night because i was kind of thinking jesus christ i mean you know is this what everyone's gonna have to face Especially for a chain hotel, right? Because, yeah, we organised the event. But, Jesus, you know, we can't stand over the rooms and say that all of them are going to be fine. We we just did our best for the price. So £60 got you, you know, the buffet food and the bar extension and, and the event and all the, and all the rest. But hopefully everyone had a good time. It was a fantastic night. It was wild. Like, the usual lads up to the same old malarkey. So we would Scotty Mann. The guy's a hero. Tom Cole's hero. Uh, Jill and Charlotte had a great time. Uh, I'll just say... They managed to acquire the biggest bottle of Jaeger I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. And that started while we were playing flag. You know where like the, the water boys would run out and give you water? Like they were running out with Jaeger shots. Um so that kind of gives you an indication of how this day went. Unbelievable to, from top to bottom. The Kansas lads were great. I'm going to devote five seconds to the game. And I'm going to say this: Kansas scored a touchdown on the first play. <laughs> which was ridiculous. And they won the game. I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to give them any more glory because I listened to their podcast, which was hilarious, by the way, because they recorded it straight after the event. So the event ended at 5 a.m. and they went up pissed and recorded their podcast. And I'm sorry to say, lads, if you're listening, is that that was the best podcast you've ever done. It takes copious amounts of alcohol for the Kansas City Chiefs podcast to reach that height. And I contemplated sculling the, you know, maybe a couple of cans of dutch gold before coming on here just to make this more interesting unbelievable great night gave away a ton of prizes played some games um some of them drinking games Uh, we're not going to keep a pc around here but look there was um was anyone else shocked by the game unbelievable game shocking came down to a hail mary now i know they'd have to get the eight points there was huge i have to say and i've got a video and i was going to play the audio but not going to bother. There was massive anti-Patriot sentiment in the room. Everyone was cheering, jumping up and down, crying, people naming their kids after Nick Foles there and then. Look, I don't understand it. I kind of like the Patriots. um, (laughs) And even though Scotty's going to rip the piss out of me now for obvious reasons um, that he was talking about on the night, I won't give him any more airtime. is that, look, they've built a dynasty in a sport that you're not supposed to be able to build a dynasty in. And I appreciate that. And yes, I know there's the been the cheating rumors but there's a website you can go to an nfl website that you can look up the cheating record of teams and everyone was at it that spygate thing like everybody was at that you would try to get an edge wherever you can and a ton of other teams that was just a done practice and it stopped the nfl brought in a rule to say that you can't do it anymore but the patriots kept doing it now arguably other teams are doing it as well they just haven't proven it and they caught the patriots for doing it now a shocking storyline that came out actually on the night was is that on the final run through the day before the game Well, there's a few things actually, is that the Eagles went out and went through their first couple of plays. Like we've seen footage of America's game where they'll be in the hotel and they run through. Like you'll have your first uh, maybe 10 plays or whatever choreographed to make you and your players settle into the game. So, you know, if you get off to a fast start, uh, a good team will maintain it. But if you get off to a poor start, you can easily come back out of that again because you already have those plays choreographed. So if the other person is able to stop you, well, then you just switch to a different game plan and on you go. So the Eagles faked that at the stadium the day before. And they asked them, why did you do that? And they were like, because the Patriots were watching. Or we thought they might be watching. And we just didn't want to give them the edge. And there was all these stories like there was people walking around and that they didn't know whether someone else were from the Patriots or not. Really interesting that you'd give up your final day of rehearsal on this. And they were like, look, we'd rehearsed it for like two weeks, we two weeks build up to the game, so we didn't need to go in the day before and just give away our entire game plan. And then there was footage of Nick Foles running routes uh on the warm-ups of the actual day itself. Everyone goes out there before, gets a feeling for it, runs around, and they had Nick Foles and some lad had a Snapchat video saying, Oh, look at Nick Foles running around, hasn't a bleeding clue what he's doing. And I just found that amazing that he was kind of showing them the Philly special and what they were doing. And the sound effects then came out of that that play. One of the most famous plays in Super Bowl history. And will go down as one of the most famous plays. Unbelievable. Brilliant stuff from the Eagles. And a lot of affection for Doug Pedersen. As his name is. An awful lot of people calling him Peterson out there. But who am I to pronounce anything right, right? So um, big shout out to Kurt. So Doug Pedersen. Great job. um, An old backup quarterback in Green Bay. And has gone on. And... Massive stuff came out about Michael Lombardi saying that he was the least qualified coach in the NFL and would only last months. And then he goes on and reaches the Super Bowl. But look, one thing I will say is, is on that Philly special play. Now, first off, Doug Pederson has, you know, he has a he has to carry around an Eagles uh, themed wheelbarrow to carry his balls in. This guy has balls of steel, right? Heavy, big balls, because to pull off some of the stuff that he did to go for it on fourth down, like he did was unbelievable like the game was what was it 15-12 when he went for that philly special but what i will say is first off nick Foles go over and he seems to suggest the philly special play um so big cojones from nick Foles to have that kind of kudos this is a guy who came into the league in 2012 you know pro bowler 2013 and then ended up turning into an interception machine so he did suffer with confidence issues he was going to retire like two years ago i know this isn't really uh, turning into a Packers related podcast but anyway i digress um so balls a steal to to do it, but like don't write him off as like the world's best coach yet. You know, the players that he had and the caliber that he had on the team was fantastic, and I've a lot of affection for the guy, obviously, and I think he, he is a great guy. But let's see how he does over the next couple of years before anybody keeps going, Oh, look at Michael Lombardi, what a dope. You know, give it another season and see what he can do, and see what he can do then when he has that team who's going to you know rotate in the sense of you're going to have the players who have proven themselves want to get more money and he has to let them go and then he's to bring young guys in can he filter those players into the system and still maintain that success but I just want to see can he do something similar next year and what the hell is he going to do now with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles does he keep Nick Foles and what does he do Um. so that's interesting so there's more comments come out this week as well about Aaron Rodgers and last week, about him saying that he's going to move teams and he's got a girlfriend now, which is, again, massive news. Ugh. Um, And look, what, and all of this other stuff as well about Alex Van Pelt moving on and that he wasn't consulted and he thought it was an interesting move. And I have opinions on that, but I'm going to leave that to the next pod. I just kind of wanted this to be a Super Bowl party wrap-up and also to announce the 1919 shop. So let me do that now. 1919 shop. So we've been doing the 1919 club, which is a raffle, and it it went down really well, but from speaking to people and especially at the party, right when we we did that Brett Favre giveaway, which we're freaking out right because we the Kansas City Chiefs had prizes in it too, and we were so worried that a Kansas fan would end up winning the big prize, but they didn't. It went to um I got called Andy, a Packers fan, so big congrats again to Andy for that piece. It's worth, a, it's worth a good couple of hundred quid, Um so from talking to people, there's an appetite out there for March. And we didn't want people to have to resort to trying to win a raffle to get that prize. But from us importing stuff from various vendors in Green Bay, we know just how expensive it is and how prohibitive it is. Because if you go on to sportsmemorabilia.com, um, which is where my brother bought me a couple of pieces, I mean, not only is the stuff really expensive anyway, but it's $40 to get it shipped to Ireland um, and the UK. So if you want to buy a nice cheap item to get your collection going. What you'll find is is that you end up you know, having to pay over what the item was worth. Just to actually get it over here. Which is shocking. So with us being as big as we are. Then hopefully we can use our economy of scale to import a ton of stuff. To reduce the shipping cost for you. The customs cost for you. To take that hassle away from you having to do it. And to be able to bring you cheaper items. And that's what we're planning to do. Now, like anything else, and like the Vortex enveloped room um, in the Ramada, some of this stuff can be trial and error. So we're going to give it a go, okay? And how we're going to do this, and, and this is what the plan is, and whether it'll work or not, we won't know until we crack on with it. But the aim of the game here is is to try bring in the signed merch and for you to get it as cheap as possible. That's the aim of the game. Um, but there's a few hurdles that we need to go through so we have a few suppliers in Green Bay that we've hooked up with uh, we've got price lists we've filtered out the cheapest items on it because look you can get a Demarius Randall helmet for X price but then you can also get it for X price plus $60 for whatever reason right so we've tried to filter out the cheapest items add on um, postage and customs at kind of a ballpark figure and that's what we've came up with as kind of a quote. And then what we look to do is, is we're going to ask you, what item do you want? And um, we'll take in your request via email for the moment. We're setting up a database at the moment. Um, it's not quite working for whatever reason. So if you just email info at ukpackers.co.uk with the player that you would like the signed item of and the type of item. So we typically have jerseys and signed mini helmets. Now we do we can get signed full helmets, but I think if we were to order those from the States, it would just in just explode our postage cost. So just let's stick to mini helmets for the moment. And also footballs, right? Um but again, it's kind of a bulky item. They can deflate the balls a la Tom Brady and but what that might do is we don't want that to manipulate the signature in any way and kind of devalue it right so sometimes they ship we've got shipments before and they've left them inflated right for whatever reason probably because of that they don't want to damage the signature by deflating the ball crinkling it and then just destroying the signature right so jerseys are a good bet because they're they're pretty easy for us to ship on then again right because we want to minimize that cost too because there's no point in us trying to minimize a cost to get it here and then having to ship it to you and then it exploding again because we have to ship a full-size helmet or whatever. But anyway, I digress. So that's what we've done, right? Is that we've built up kind of a, a database of the items that we can get, kind of a category of price that it falls into. So you'll find there's sort of cheap items if you want to get your your collection kind of going just to get something up on the wall. And then you can have like if you want to go look, there's people asking us for breath Favre stuff, Aaron Rodgers stuff. That's really expensive. Aaron Rodgers signed most of these uh, lads do the same with Brett Favre they'll sign with a an agent for signing stuff alone and what that does is that skyrockets the price because they will only put on appearances and they will sign it I think Aaron Rodgers only does one signing every year that isn't part of I think he signed with Steiner and he's do one signing and that's for charity and he does it in the atrium of Lambeau Field and people will go up and get stuff signed by him some people sell that on but as you can imagine, they sell it on for a premium, right? Um, so that stuff is very expensive. We can get it for you if you want. But bear in mind that it's going to be very pricey. Now, what we're trying to do is is still get it for cheaper than you will get it on the likes of SportsMemorabilia.com with the lads that we have in Green Bay and not this sort of, you know, massive, high-marketing, highly-publicized um, March house that's going to try to rip people off. We're going to try to get it for as cheap as we can for everybody so let me give you kind of a feeling we can get we can get most things right um depending but all we want you to do is is email us the name and the type of item and then we've come back to you with a quote that will hopefully be on the high side of things and the more people that order items the more we can spread out the shipping cost amongst everybody and the lower and hopefully the lower down that we can get but if we give you that initial figure and if that sounds okay what we'll do is we'll get a list of everybody's items as much as we can to get a bulk order in go out to the different suppliers get the cheapest that we can get on that to get them to estimate the cost the tough part is actually going to be the customs when it comes in because if it's over a certain uh, i think it's 120 pounds then they charge customs on it right so air shipment is going to be over that like by factors so we're going to get charged customs import uh, tax um, uh, Royal Post have like I think it's like an eight pound charge, just a standing charge, um, and VAT, and once that's put onto it, then we have to try do our best to factor that into it, and then hopefully that spread across multiple items will reduce your cost, and everyone will go, uh, and, and get that item for for hopefully a bargain basement price. So let me give you an example of some of the items that we can get. Um, so jerseys, there's loads how i would categorize this is is if you just want to get a jersey to start your man cave and you want it cheap then go for a player that no longer plays for the packers or has retired or whatever so uh, james jones for instance you can get a james jones uh they come in around between 70 to 80 pounds for a james jones signed jersey um eddie lacy is very cheap you can get him for about 50 to 60 pounds uh, just to start off your collection Now, again this is the higher end hopefully this comes down um, and hopefully we can get it down considerably by you know first off ordering bulk i don't know if that's how it's going to work but second off is that the shipping could be spread around because we're trying to factor in the ship into this as well and the customs uh tremont williams you can get him estimate him between 70 and 80 pounds Um, aj hawk estimate him between 85 to 95 pounds now if you want a player that's playing at the moment the likes of Jason Spriggs, you're talking about between 90 and 100. Um, Jake Ryan, Blake Martinez, we're trying to get them for around 95 to 105 ballpark. And hopefully that can come down as well. Now, some of the really exciting stuff that we can get. So we did this thing and I'm going to do another segment on the next podcast that's going to be called Urgent Stories. And we reached out to people and asked them, do you remember the exact time that you became a fan? and they came back with these deadly stories about watching the 70s show or watching the 80s Packers. And part of some of the people's stories was uh, Don Makowski, um, Antonio Freeman, uh, KGB, um, Jerry. some people are going back to the ice ball with Jerry Kramer. So when we look at the likes uh Keith Jackson as well, uh, so Don Makowski, we can get him for around 100 to 110. So that's where we're hoping to get him at. So if he was one of your heroes from back in the day, Lynn Dickey comes in for um around the same price because he's in that kind of same band that same category right along with so Lynn Dickey Jake Ryan, Blake Martinez, Kenny Clark, Morgan Burnett, Aaron Jones, uh Don Mikowski Antonio Freeman, um Gilbert Brown, they all come in at around this like 100 to 110 bracket. A great one that comes in around then as well is Ron Wolf. You can get a Ron Wolf signed jersey for around that price as well. Um it starts to get more and more expensive when you get to Jerry Kramer, James Lofton, Devontae Adams, um, Haha Clinton Dix. You're talking about 130 to £150 pounds in around that benchmark. Now, let me put this into perspective here, right? That's what we're hoping to get it for or less. Now, if you talk about Jake Ryan signed jersey, right? We're talking about 195 to 105 hopefully, right? If you go on to sports memorabilia, they're selling it for $199, and they say it's free shipping. It isn't. You have to pay $40. It's free shipping within the US, and it's $40 to get it shipped over here. So you're talking $240. That's not including you know, import taxes and all the rest. So whereas we're trying to get it to you for about 100 quid, they're charging um, that plus shipping, not including import tax, for $170. So you're saving £70 straight away. Add on your import tax and all the rest. And you're talking maybe paying an additional £90 to £100. So it's we're trying to get it to you for half price. And that's hopefully what we can do with this project. Is get stuff to people. Half of what they pay on sportsmemorabilia.com. So that you're not getting ripped off by these big uh, fund houses. That we can go to these specialist dealers and get it cheap. Uh, another example that we found. David Bakhtiari. We're trying to get you that jersey for about 100 quid, And hopefully less uh depending on how many people order and and you know how much we can get the supplier down and all the rest. On sportsmemorabilia.com they're selling that for two hundred and thirty dollars plus the forty dollars postage is two hundred and seventy dollars which is 195 pounds add on your import taxes and VAT which is twenty percent then you're talking well over two hundred quid so you're saving over a hundred pounds on that jersey Hopefully, if we can get it for that price, right now all of these are subject to the supplier coming back and telling us yes. Now mini helmets, Blake Martinez, mini helmet. Um, so again, if you want to start off your collection, you can go for the likes of Jared Cook, uh, Richard Rogers, and we're hoping to get those for in around between thirty-five pounds to fifty in around. Hopefully, we can get them cheaper, as I say. And what we can do is is we can take your request put it on the list, send it to the supplier and come back to them with a final price of, of the cheapest that we can get it for. Uh, so Jared Cook, Richard Rogers, around that ballpark of about £35 to £50, depending, right? Uh, Lynn Dickey, you can get a Lynn Dickey one for about £60, uh, hopefully cheaper. The same as uh, Don Makowski. David Bactiari is a bit more expensive again. He's closer to £65, £70. Uh, Mike Daniels and Ron Wolf fall into the same band so you can get those for about £65 as well 65 pounds um, so what other stuff can, can we get Jerry Kramer uh, Desmond Howard Devontae Adams more expensive again because he's a current player and he's seen to you know get re-signed and have a massive contract and have a great career so you're talking about £80 for his and as I say all of these hopefully are on the high end and we can get them for cheaper for you right, uh, Randall Cobb Mike Holmgren Donald Driver Sterling Sharp once you start hitting these players, you're starting to look at over £100 for the mini helmet. Now, some of the marquee players, Jordy Nelson, about £125. Clay Matthews, um, £150, hopefully cheaper. Maybe £140 if we can do it. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers, and this is you know one that we're going to get requested by. The Aaron Rodgers mini helmet will come in at around £320. Now, again, hopefully cheaper. If we can do it for about, I don't know, £310. Well then, we'll try get it there for you. Uh, Jersey wise, if you're talking the high end stuff, uh, Donald Driver is coming in at around 170 pounds. Uh, Jordy Nelson about 190 pounds, uh, hopefully less. Brett Favre. So we've seen a a bunch of different prices on different suppliers. Um, they've very limited stock. These come in. You can get a uh, Brett Brett Favre. So from around 270. Anywhere up to like a, a billion quid, right? So 270 hopefully is the cheapest and, and we're going to try to get a couple for that if we can. Um, You know, you get some with the JSA certs and they're more expensive and depending on whether they're green or white or throwback, they get a bit more expensive. Uh, But they can come in around for anywhere from about 275 to 280 up to about 315 and beyond. Now, if you go to sportsmemorabilia.com, Again, they're charging crazy prices for that. But we're not interested in any of that lark. We want to go and get them for as cheap as we can. So we can get an awful lot of your favorite players. But depending on whether they're the old school 60 players, uh, depending on whether they come with a JSA cert, uh, depending on what the inscription is, like an awful lot of these jerseys come with, if they've won the Super Bowl, they say Super Bowl champs, which is really nice. Um, And then what we look to add in on top of this is is try find... Because, like, Ryan's got an awful lot of stuff, and he's got an awful lot of stuff signed. So to sort of give you advice on, like, where's the best to get your your jersey framed, right? So you can buy jerseys on sportsmemorabilia.com, and they charge an extra $250 to frame it. That's absolute pants, right? You can get a frame, and you can do it yourself. And um, we're going to try find someone. I know Ryan uh, got them for way cheaper, way, way cheaper than that. And we're talking now i'll have to check in on them again but about 20 to 30 quid i think for a jersey but again it depends right so if you get a double xl jersey it's it's harder to frame because it's bigger but you can definitely get them for around that so don't go near any of this 250 and fifty dollar lark so as i said we're going to try to get stuff for about half the price of what you can get it on these big uh off sites uh, and it's going to be economies of scale the more people that order hopefully the cheaper it's going to be but that's the 1919 shop so it is open and what we're going to try to do is we're going to try maybe uh, stock some items down the line to to get some stuff in um, and have it as a stock there so that if you buy it it's going to be out to you within a couple of days whereas this type of stuff it's kind of like a pre-order and then we'll go out to the states and we'll try to do the rest and um, get as cheap as we can but anyway the 1919 shop in effect is open Get your requests into info at ukparkers.co.uk. We'll give you the best pre-order price that we can. And then we'll go out to the supplier, uh, try get all the costs that we can, and then um, you know, go back out to you and say, right, this is actually the best that we can do it for. All right. That's how we're gonna do it. So it's exciting stuff. Anyway, I'm gonna talk about Mike Petton on the next podcast. Um, some other stuff that's flying around the media talk about the kind of BS stories that are going on with the off season because it's already got to ridiculous levels and some other fun stuff as I said it's a it's a complete podcast revamp as of next week podcasts are out every Sunday night into Monday for your listening pleasure and I might release um some more podcasts as well not to keep it to maybe one a week that's the main flagship show maybe hit you with some interest and stuff um, that I have planned but look to everybody that came to the Super Bowl party that I met and shook hands with uh from Hal Stewart to Andy Topliff um it was great to meet you guys and you know don't be discouraged if you got a murderous room so did we um and the event you know we're going to try and make it bigger and better as we go along uh the offseason is going to be a boring one stay with us we're going to bring you some good content across all social media I've been at steedy CDN- nfl on twitter it's late um And follow the group at UK Packers. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. And we have a closed Facebook group as well. Make sure you get into that to keep the banter going throughout the offseason. To stave off that boredom. But till next Sunday, Monday morning. See you then.